a guten Erev Shabbos. And Erev uh, Shabbos this week is jam-packed because Parshas Miketz, we're holding Shabbos Hanukkah, there's Hashem Tovshin Peibes. We're also holding Erev, Erev Shabbos, which is going to be Rosh Chodesh. So it's really, it's really just a phenomenal, phenomenal Shabbos, a Shabbos that's jam-packed with so many levels of Kedusha and Tahira, Yemei Hanukkah, which we're in the middle of, the fifth night of Hanukkah, I was able to light Baruch Hashem, and we're all able to light Mirz Hashem, both of us here in Eretz Yisrael and those of you in Chutzla Eretz. I'm making this uh, podcast a little bit earlier because I'm about to get on a plane as Hashem is Baruch to fly to the United States, and uh, I'm first going to see my children in Cleveland, Ohio for Shabbos Hanukkah. I haven't seen them in a long time. And uh, it's a big, big simcha for both myself and for them to be able to be, to be together with each other, especially during these times where we know all kinds of variants and all kinds of scares, and no one knows what's going to be. But Baruch Hashem, we're able to get out, Mitz Hashem, and fly, and hopefully everyone will be safe and sound. And at the same time, I hope to get also to see Neriak of Talmidim uh, throughout my trip there. <clears throat> Looking forward to seeing you and also to be Mekai in the mitzvah of Kibbeneim and to see my mother, should be Gazut and Stark, who lives in Baltimore. And I'll be for the second weekend, and Mitzvah Shem are going to be there. So, as we usually say, we try to get Chizuk from the Parshia and Chizuk, especially now we're holding in the, in the Yemei Hanukkah. I have to apologize that... Um, my preparation for this has been a little bit not as masuda as I usually would like it to be. So you'll excuse me if we ramble a little bit and at different points, but I hope that we'll uh, be able to give out some words of wisdom. And the parsha speaks about the chalaymas, the dreams, the dreams of of of, of Paro, of Paro, the dreams of. Of, uh, and we know this is all all these all these different parishes are, are, are the dreams, dreams of Yosef, the dreams of Pyro. <coughs> Pyro is a dreamer. Yosef is a dreamer. And somehow, when we take a look at it, it's kind of like you know fairy taleish. But I saw brought down at the sefer from Revolvi that the truth is that we don't necessarily have the full understanding of what chalaymas are. Um, the Gemara says, "Kol alon shivas yomim belichaloim nikara." The Gemara says, "If a person lives for seven days without having a dream, then he's called a ra. He's called an evil person." And uh, without getting into, are there people today who don't have dreams? It seems that everyone has dreams. That the scientists tell us everyone's got dreams. Question: Do you remember the dreams? But according to the understanding, Chazal Revolvi writes is that really the the previous generations they're very very attuned to um to the concept of of ruchnius and the chalaymas were literally were like flashes that were coming out from the rabbanu shalom and they were um they were um the rabbanu shalom gives a person an insight into really what's happening and in the previous generations People were very, very much connected to Ruchnius. Even the Rishoyim, even Pyro, also himself, and, and, and the Saramashki and the Sarofim, they also had dreams. But the dreams were dreams of Ruchnius, and that's really what the debate was over here. Pyro wasn't sure really what was going on. We always say over the question that Rav Schwab's itself says, why was Pyro so concerned? 
You know, he's the he's the he's the emperor of the entire world. Uh, in, in those days, the entire he was the strongest uh, force. So, what was he worried about? A few dreams about some uh, some sheaves of wheat swallowing up other sheaves of wheat, and the fat cows and the skinny cows. What's the big deal? And the the answer, and he needs a pitaron, and only when he heard it from Yosef did he finally understand that this is the real this is the real pitaron, is the real answer to what's really going on. The answer is that that Pyro had a world view. The world view was is that might makes right, that he is the power most powerful figure. He has the most powerful army. He's the uh, Stalin of the generation. He's the Lenin of the generation. He's the the Hitler of the generation. He's uh, all the different forces. We don't have to go into modern day his uh, modern day social uh, studies to know really what's going on. Who are the good guys? Who aren't the good guys? Everyone knows. Everyone's look. At the, everyone's fighting to get the power. Who's going to have the most power? Who's going to have nuclear power? Worried about Iran? Might makes right. That's the that's the way the Gashmiyistic world looks. And over here, all of a sudden, he saw that there was a a, a chink in his armor, so to speak. All of a sudden, he had a dream where were these very skinny cows, and they were eating up the fat cows. The 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 the, the, the slight, the the unpowerful, the skinny guys. They're beating up the big guys. The skinny sheaves are eating up the big sheaves. There's nothing left to them. Nothing remains from them. So this was going against his whole world view. And that's why he was so afraid. Only when, when Yosef explained it to him in such a way that it's really about the seven seven years, so he was he was placated. Seven years of famine, the seven years of good years, seven years of famine. So he's placated. But the truth is, the truth is, the depths of the dream really was really showing pyro and really showing us that it's really not the it's not the, the the physical it's really the spiritual and therefore it's very apropos of Schwab says that we read this during the yontif of Hanukkah because Hanukkah is all about our battle between the Hashmanoim and the Yavonim if you read Sefer Hashmanoim you see the great battles that took place Yehuda Maccabi and how they fought against great great armies and they were able to vanquish them. It didn't take place overnight. Everyone thinks that they just fought and they beat them. No. The, 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 the Midrashim speak about it. There were people died. There were great tzaddikim that died. And and uh, there were great battles. But in the end of the day, the people were able to see that it was... It was... It was about the, the power of quality over quantity. And this is a word that my late father always used to say, that's really the, the answer to one of the questions of the Beisosus Kasha, that, you know, why do we celebrate the eight days, it's only seven days, famous Kasha. And the other question is that the Mishnah says in Ovis that there are Saranisim in the Beis HaMikdosh every single day, and we don't see that we make a yonta for all of those, for all of those Nisim. Flies never, whenever came over the meat, the 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 the, the, um, the smoke went up like a like a like a straight pillar, never dissipated. All different kinds of miracles that took place there. So what was the big deal about about the Shem and Zayis that it was able to what? That it was able to last for eight days. So my father used to say over from Rabbi Yaakov Yosef, the great Rav of America, and the the Yeshiva Yaakov Yosef is named after him. That he used to say that the lesson of Hanukkah is that the miut, which is filled with kedusha, always is able to vanquish the rabbim, which is not filled with kedusha.
It's about quality, quality over quantity. And therefore, it answers the kasha. Why were they really <coughs> eight days? Why is not just seven days? The answer is, is that the, the eighth day is the fact that we were able to find Shemen Zayas Zoch, which wasn't Tomei. That in itself was a Ness. That in itself was something which was beyond because they wanted to be Matama everything. And why is this different than the Asar and Nisim? Because this is the only Ness where you see that quality overcomes quantity, that you're able to have a, a, a Shemen which is only enough to last for one day and it lasts for seven days. This is all part of the great miracles. And really it's a lesson for all of us in our lives and especially in the times that we live in. Everybody has to say, I went to the Kaisal today and I was able to see, so wonderful to see so many people coming to Davna to Kaisal from all kinds of walks of life. So a family, uh, I can, you can just see from them, they just literally, they pulled off yarmulkes from their, from the rack, so to speak. Those, you know, those white, like plastic yarmulkes, but they were standing by the cocktail, the little boys and their fathers, and they were davening and they, and they took little pieces of paper with their names and they pressed it into the Kaisal. And I saw them cleaning the menorah, other people cleaning the menorah, the big menorah they have outside that they light every night. Such a wonderful thing to see people coming to the coastal. People are attracted, people are drawn. And especially in today's days where we're, we know there's a conflict going on in the, uh, the, the argument between the secular and the religious about rights of the coastal. They want to give it over to the reform and the conservative and to the women of the wall. And, and they want to make... They, they want to they want to change the whole status quo, and there's so many other levels of this thing. We have to know that in the end of the day, it's really about the purity and the quality and the uh, the, the the purity and the quality over the quantity, and 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 the non netzach. But we have to realize we have to stand up, and we have to fight. How do we fight? That's up to the gedolim, up to the great rabbis. How we're supposed to go into this battle? But we should realize that the battle continues until today. The dreams, Rabbi, so I want to tell you something about dreams. I asked Rav Sturmbuch today about the meaning that people, they look at the at the candles for a half hour, and I asked him, what is his opinion on it? He says, listen, it's a Hasidish custom. It's not really brought down in any other svarim. Hasidish svarim bring it down. But he said by the Litvish that he didn't do it. He says the Chazanish, he was by the Chazanish. Chazanish would make the brachas. He would say, Anerisololu. He wouldn't even sing Mosur. The people around him would sing Mosur. He already... Finished the lighting with kavana, and then he would go on to back to learning the same thing with the briskerov. Once a person came to the chazanish, and the chazanish says, "What are you? What are you doing?" He said, "I want to see how the rav likes the candles." He says, "I like the candles, but you like the candles. Go home and light the candles. No reason to stand here to look at me." Now again, this is a litvisher perspective. I know in today's world, many many people are attracted to looking at the candles, and there's all kinds of new men hugging that are coming along. But we have to realize that the purpose of the lighting of the candles to represent is really the Or HaToyra. Like I know that myself, I say before, the lighting of the candles, I said the Nusuch that's brought, and I used to say it from the Yaakov Emden, really it's amazing, amazing Nusuch. Just mentioned a few lines of it, but it really relates to how the Or is supposed to represent our beckoning ourselves and drawing closer to the Torah, that we should have a holy relationship with the Torah. He says, Ki ato toyer neiri Hashem elokai HaKadosh Baruch you should light up the nair of God, Yagiyah Chashki, and it should light up the darkness, Shalach Orcha Mamitcha, send your light and send your truth, Hen Yenuchayni Liyira, they should comfort me, and they to be more Yari Hashem, Ulaavah Hashemecha Lumud, Ulaam Ministeri HaKadoshecha, Esther Esecha, HaKadoshecha, Tershib Eksav, Tershib Apeh Basmada Gedoyla, we should learn the Torah, 
with diligence, and the school of the Ner Hanukkah is in order to bring out the light of Torah. And I think if we, that's what we should reflect. We don't necessarily have to stay there for a half hour. Even if we stay there for a few minutes, we should reflect that the Ner of the Torah should become holy and, 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 and more deeper to us. We ourselves, as we said before in the beginning, we're not, we're not connected to really the concept of Chalaymas and the concept of Kedusha. I saw that Revolbi writes that the great generations, they people, they really had a great relationship. We speak about things, it's going to sound like the Litvaks now are going to turn into Hasidim, but the Mashkiach used to say, Revolbi, that his Rebbe, Rabbi Ruchim, and Rabbi Chatzkel, they had all kinds of dreams, and Rabbi Chatzkel and Rabbi Ruchim used to say that to know what took, what took place already, that's like a simple thing. Even a yelled, even a small boy can know that. The question is, can you take a halayim and can you know what's going to be in the future? There was once a person, Rabbi Rucham, was once, he, wasn't, he wasn't feeling well and he had a halayim and in the halayim it said, there's a certain doctor going to come and that doctor is going to heal him. And that's exactly what happened. A few other doctors came, they weren't able to find it. They weren't able to find the refuel. And then this other doctor came, that doctor that he saw in the dream, he came and he revealed him. One time, uh, the Talmidim of Mir Yeshiva, they came and they told the Mashkiach that the great Mashiva of Radin, Reb Naftali Trup, was Nifter. And Yerucham said, Ah, oh, that's, that's what it is. And he asked him, What does that mean? He said, Because last night I had a dream. And in the dream, I saw a Sefer Torah that was ripped. And I knew that something was taking place. So these great Gedolim, they had a relationship with the Ruchniyazdika world. And uh, the truth is, is that. We don't necessarily have that relationship, but that's what we have to try to 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 to, to aspire to. Rev, Revolbi said that he had a friend of his in the mirror that he was saying making kiddush on the night of of Pesach, the first night of kiddush. Started crying. He says, "Why are you crying?" He says, "Because I saw a vision of my father being killed in a pogrom, and it seems that a good day or two later they got a telegram that his father was killed in a pogrom in Europe." People had a relationship with the spiritual dimensions, which is beyond our understanding. And 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 we should aspire, not necessarily we're going to have these, this person says he's got dreams and he's seeing certain things. You first, you got to check to see if he's sane or not. But we have to reckon there is such a kayach, uh, in a little bit of a humorous way. Rav Shach used to say over, that something you say, if you want to know what Gehenim is, Gehenim is when you're in the middle of the night and you're, you have a dream, and in the dream, they, you have a teretz to the Rambam, and, and, and you're so assured of what the teretz to the Rambam is, but it's dark at night, and you can't find the Rambam, and you're just waiting the whole night to see in the morning, to see if the Rambam is really there, the exact lush that you saw in the dream, and that the teretz that you said is really true. I heard this over from a Talmud for Rav Shach. He said, Rav Shach himself had dreams like this. My late father, Oliver Sholem, my, my uh, people say that they heard him uh, saying over blot gemaras in the middle of his sleep. Again, these are big madragas. So we should aspire for these madragas, the madragas that we get from the Hanukkah licht. Ah! In the parish it says that um, Pyro is looking for an answer and the Saramashkim says that you should go and take Yosef. So it says, and abor. They took him out of the pit and they quickly, they they, they shaved him, and they took, gave him a haircut, and they changed his clothes. And Rashi says, because you can't go in front of the Melech like, like a poor person. The Sephora says, and here we learn out 
the lashon of the sefurin speed, the lashon of the sefurin inside. Ah, he says it's to derech of all chuas Hashem, all salvations of Hashem. Shenasis kemorega, they take place in a moment, like it says, kikroiva Yeshuasi love. The Yeshua is going to come quickly. Brings other psukim. We know that the, the Klaison, they left Mitzrayim, they didn't have enough time in order for them to bake the bread until HaKadosh Baruch Hu revealed himself. And this is going to be in the future, he says, So this is a message, like we say, Yeshua Hashem And here I saw something where we see that the Hasidim and the Misnagdim, they agree. They say the Balatanya said, if you want to know, like we said in, in, in the Sefurna, that there's going to be a Yeshua in the Asid love, it's going to come very quickly. That's what we're hoping for in these days, especially. We, I was at the Kaisal today, I was davening, Mashiach should come. That's what we want. We want the light of Mashiach. <coughs> Every person should aspire for that. So the Balatanya says the way it's going to take place is that he's going to be sitting in his room, he's going to be sitting and learning, and all of a sudden his wife is going to come in, his wife's going to tell him, the Balatanya that Mashiach is here. He's quick with it. The Balatanya probably was prepared. He probably had the big Neyantif ready on the whole time. But then they say over from the Rebchaim Velazhener, who was from the Litvaks, Rebchaim Velazhener said a similar thing. He says he's going to be sitting, he's learning Gemara and Shas and Paiskim, and all of a sudden his wife's going to come in, and he's going to say, Chaimke, Mashiach is da. So he's going to quickly, going to close the Gemara, and he's going to prepare himself and he won't even have time to put on, to, 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 to take a shower or to go into the mikveh and to put on the big day Shabbos. And he's going to be rushed out, like it says over here, quickly. They quickly rushed him out of the bar. Rabbi said, this is what we hope and we aspire during these days, during this parasha, during this month of Tevis, which is coming in. During the during the, the the fifth day of Hanukkah, which they say the fifth day of Hanukkah is a night that say they say that even if you don't have the minute to give Hanukkah gelt, but the fifth night they used to give Hanukkah gelt because they say that's the fifth night always never falls out on the Shabbos. But not only the fifth night Hanukkah gelt, we should be looking to give Hanukkah gelt not only to our children but ourselves. So what kind of last word can we say over? And this will be the last word for this year's uh, parsha podcast. Famous word that we always say. The Gemara says. In Shabbos, that Gemara says, um, a sukkah that's lamayla meyesrim ama is possible. And their chanik is niyach lamayla meyesrim ama is possible like a sukkah. And and you can't put a a near chanik higher than 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 twenty amas. And uh, the Gemara says the same on Damar. Reb Chanaloi says over that. Uh, the bar was empty when they took when Yosef was in the pit, and the Gemara says it was rake for Mayim of There were scorpions and there were snakes, and everyone asked the question: Why does the Gemara bring these two different, seeming disparagingly, no connection between the two? So the Mefarshim say like this: that they give. The truth is, we really have to understand. Why is it that a nair that's put up higher than 20 amas is puzzle? Why? The Gemara says, Because you don't really see it. It's not in your vision. The question is, what do you mean? At nighttime, we know if there's a bright light or there's even a small light, a person recognizes it. When I walk outside, I look up in the different uh, apartment buildings over here. I see so many lights that are being lit. It catches your eye. 
So why is the Gemara say it's Lashalta Be'ena? You won't see it. It's not like a sukkah and a mother, which is necessarily during the day. Sukkah might be puzzle. Mother might be because of Lashalta Be'ena. But, but in the Hanukkah, why is that puzzle? The answer is because the purpose of the Nair is not just that you should see the Nair and it should be far away from you. You should the nair should be something which is mayor. The nair should be something which has an effect upon you. The nair should be something like the Torah that delves. It's close enough to you that it should lead you in a way, and it should give you a pathway of how a person should lead his life. It should also teach him that there are certain things that he has to change in his life. Like we say that we checked for the chametz. We take a nair and we go into the chayrim and the sedakim. We check to see in the nooks and crannies to see where the chametz is. So the, if you, you have a nair l'mayim, you might look at it, but it doesn't have an effect upon you. And we want to have a nair that's close by, that really has an effect upon it. That's why we put it close by. We say, I want that the nair, which represents the Torah, should have an effect. It should help me to change my ways. And therefore, there's a deep connection between this and the Gemara. When the Gemara says that the brothers, they put Yosef into the bar, and it says it was empty. But they were Nechashim Vakrovim, and everyone asked, how could they put him into a pit with Nechashim Vakrovim? They didn't want to kill him. Why would they put him into such a pit? So the Benyad Benyad says, no, the Nechashim Vakrovim are only in the nooks and crannies. They didn't see the Nechashim Vakrovim. They thought it was an empty pit. They said, it's safe. What does that mean? They weren't being introspective. They weren't looking to see really what's going on. And then afterwards, when they came back and they saw that he was saved, right, they should have recognized that there were really Nechashim and Akravim there. Oh, the answer is because they weren't really being introspective. When a person is sitting on Hanukkah, yes, Rav, Rav Sturbuch said, you know, we have to say there for a half hour, look, but at least we should get a glimpse. We should try to better ourselves. Ah, I want to give a bracha to everybody that the uh, near Hanukkah should be mayor for us. The Chalaymas should be Chalaymas, that we can see a Pisran Taiv, it should be good Pisranus for us. We should be Zaychemir Tzashem, the Shabbos, Parshas Miketz, Parshas Rish Chaydish Tevis, we'll be Varchem the New Chaydish, we'll be benching, we'll be, we'll be, we'll be not Varchem, we'll be making the, 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 the special Tfilis of Rish Chaydish. We should be Zaychemir Tzashem. To the final Gula Shleim, Hayav Yimeinu, Amen, Amen, wishing everyone a wonderful Shabbos. Thank you very much for listening. We want to thank jfoundations.com. If you could sponsor any of our activities, be another way of addressing and being able to give over Torah to other people. Go on the website and show your support. Thank you very much for joining us.